Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Oh, I don't know what we're doing yet. Uh, This or that? Let's do the metal news first. Or at least one of the metal news. Metal news. Metal news. Nobody cares about metal news. I care. You're the only person. That's all that's all that matters. I'm gonna burp, hold on. When does that stop, Jimmy? Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, those have cut out. No. There's like thousands of them piled up on the floor. <laughs> Give you a little bucket next to the desk. <laughs> 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 Snip it out of the tape there. And this is the one for the belch bucket. <laughs> this is the flatulence bucket. <laughs> this is the flatulence. That's the fart bag. The burp bucket. Fart bag. Uncontrollable laughter basket. <laughs> oh, well, no. You enjoy the uncontrollable laughter. Yeah, it's less editing. Yeah, and we've got a we got half of an album of it. <laughs> half. Give or take. It's almost an entire side. <laughs> It'll be next year's birthday for you. Oh, just an volume, album of me laughing? Volume two, and it's just you laughing on both sides. Hey, everybody, it's time for another Cheating Rally the Podcast. Yeah, that's right, that's right, I know. And I know I say something snarky every week, so I'm just going to surpass that and just go right into... Let's see, what are we talking about this week? This week, we have some metal news about Code Orange and Judas Priest. That stuff's wild. And we've got Mysteries of the Unexplained! And we talk about pygmies. Yeah. Alright, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Gene Rally, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye. Good metal news. It is now good. Mm. Well, I mean, it is for me. They didn't, they see they're making yummy noises. Metal news. So, uh, day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, that was a hell of an echo. Yeah, you <laughs> hit the resonance frequency of the, of, room. the ta- of the table. Don't use that frequency anymore. Well, I don't know what it was. So, so what it makes it go? Ooh, probably, probably going to. <laughs> so, in about. A, <laughs> About a week from yeah, so about a week from when we're uh, from where we're recording this, I'm going to be going to see Knot Fest, which is Slipknot. So, so, basically, so basically, in like two days, 
possibly. I'm going to see Slipknot, Code Orange, Fever 333, and Kill Switch Engage. And gonna be horse as shit for the next week. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be screaming. You're gonna be horse as shit. Yes. Not horse as shit. Not horse as shit. Horse as shit. I will have a very large toad in my throat because a frog just isn't big enough. Ooh. No, not turd. Ooh. So, needless <laughs> to say, one of the bands we're going to see is Code Orange, as I mentioned, and uh, they reveal their new drummer. They had him under a tarp. <laughs> yeah. And this was actually put out just two days, just two days ago. <laughs> He's got to sit in at the drums. They got a big tarp over him. <laughs> and here he is. Hi. The beard. <laughs> big smoke. The beard. That's my line. That's the dude from Light Ranger. Well, no, this guy's got a mask on. So, so it's a different night ranger. Yeah, man. It could be. So ever we since we don't know. <laughs> ever since the Code Orange drummer and vocalist Jamie Morgan moved strictly to being the band's frontman, in parentheses, like Marissa says, and with good reason, the dude is all charisma. Code Orange, I know. Code Orange had a rotating. Well, that could have that statement could have gone one or two ways, you know. It could have, <laughs> and with good reason because he sucked on drums. <laughs> because he's obnoxious. They've had so a rotating. That's, that's why he moved back to drums. So. Yeah, he's obnoxious as hell. You just leave him as a drummer. That's true. Then he could be animal and it won't matter. Uh, they've had a rotating cast of drummers to fill the spot. Ethan like Young. Tap. Yes, except they're not exploding. Ethan, yeah. Young, Ethan <laughs> Young was the drummer for a year, and now the band have revealed a new name in the current position. Same drummer, just new name? Tala Drummer. Tala's a band. I've never heard of them before. Max Portnoy. That name I do know. I didn't know that he was the drummer. I thought he was the bassist. No, I didn't know he was the drummer for Tala. Uh, Max, of course, comes from a quiet drumming pedigree, being the son of Mike Portnoy. He revealed it's been him on the road with Code Orange on their current tour, supporting Slipknot. The band and Max... How long is it that he revealed? Like, it's a big secret. Well, I mean, he's got, he literally does have a mask on. He's oh, got so a he's skull the, mask he on. He wears a mask on stage. Yeah, apparently. Okay. So, which is odd, because I, mean, I didn't think they wore one. But the they band, they had to. The, they said not. You know, they thought they had to wear masks. And the band. It wasn't until this last stop they said, you, know, you guys don't have to wear masks. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, really? Good. I have reason to say. Well, no, I know Code Orange doesn't normally, but. That's so why we keep going through drummers. They keep passing out. Yeah. The band and Max officially introduced him as a member of the band going under the moniker Mud Max and wearing what looks like the wrestler Mankind kind of mask. If you know who Mankind is, then you'll know what I'm talking about. And if not, just make something up. And if yeah, and if not, funk and waggle. Um, then they got some. Well, that, I, that was it. That was the short. That was a short story. But um, yeah, here, here's a little bit of him on drums. No. I don't think that's gonna come over as well. Well, very well. Okay, it sounds like he's just barking. Yeah. Well, but, for, well, that didn't come out. Probably didn't come over well over the microphones. Probably what you missed was gonna boom, 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 growl, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 But growl. He's, he's doing a pretty good job. He's row, 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 flailing row. around like he's got I don't know crabs or something. But uh, Adam's, I don't know. It's the first thing that came to my head. Those some mean ass crabs are <laughs> flailing around. They're very like large. That. It's really just one. But it's the size like of the one a, from Land of the Lost. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. 
Uh, I am. I'm getting ready to go see them at live. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> also, we'll have a review later. <laughs> you, we will. I don't sound like this a lot, probably. <laughs> Funny if I just save this bit until you actually have seen it come back in the end of the episode of your review of yeah. what you just told us about earlier. He wasn't all that great. No. <laughs> He's still wearing the mask. Actually, I think he probably is, because every picture they've shown of him has got that Mad Max-looking mask on. So, all right, so, uh, cue metal music? I don't have any metal music. Well, get some. I probably don't make metal music. Make some. (laughs) Cue music, you loon. Mysteries of the Unexplained. Hey! <laughs> Give me a number, Chris. 49. 49. Trying to see if I can find the main title before I... <laughs> Table of Contents. <laughs> this is from Table of Contents. No, it's... Page 49. It's in there. There's... Well, there's one that starts on 48 and goes to 49, and then there's just a one on 49. Let me see what this is. Anomalies. Anomalies. Yes. The Effie, or Effie, or Effie, I don't know, it's African, pygmies who live in the Ituri Forest in Central Africa refer to the planet Saturn as the Star of the Nine Moons. Bibi Tiba... Maybe we should have picked a different one. This term was made known to a French anthropologist named Jean-Pierre Hallet, who lived with the FE for 18 months in 1957 through 58. Saturn's ninth moon had been discovered by the American astronomer William H. Pickering in 1899. In 1966, a very small tenth moon was observed, in orbit around the planet, and in 1980 and 81, Voyager space probes discovered still others. But since all the moons were equally invisible to the naked eye, only a purist would default the Effie or Efi on that account. The source of their knowledge is unknown. Francis Hitching, The Mysterious World, and Atlas of the Unexplained, page 108. You read it in a newspaper. No. Yeah. No. Hey, it had been discovered before that guy got there. Well, that's fine, but that so doesn't... Somebody may have come through and said, oh, yeah, they found another moon over there. And like, oh, really? Well, we, just, in, we just changed the name. They were in Central Africa, man. I don't think they were having newspapers oh, yeah. in, in the little Ify Pygmy Oh, tribe. like that dude's the first white guy they'd ever seen. Might have been. No. You don't know that. That was, I mean, that was what you did as a white man back then. You went through Africa looking for people that hadn't seen white men before. You could do that in Central and South America, too. Yeah. Hell, you could still do it. I mean, that's... From the 20s to the 50s, and that's what people did. Explore things and bust open tombs and stuff. You want another one? Yeah, that was really short. I got an Astonishing Frauds on 48. Okay. Astonishing Frauds. The easiest way to account for discoveries that are at odds with orthodox dating is to dismiss them as frauds. 
Some non-conformists... Damn pygmies and their frogs. <laughs> some non-conformist finds are quite probably fraudulent. However, there are several problems in supposing that this solution accounts for all anomalous fossils and enclosures. In the first place, these things have very often been discovered by perfectly respectable people who have gained nothing but ridicule and a reputation for stupidity or dishonesty for making their finds public. In the second place, the discoveries have often been made during mining or quarrying operations, sometimes at great depths and have been revealed by the random breaking of a piece of coal or stone in the presence of witness. You ever hear about the other way around? Some archaeological dig somewhere and they strike oil? I ruin the dig. I find a vein of silver or something. That's actually happened. I have heard that. It's done that in Russia a couple of times. They're doing something to find mammoths. And business over there. Yeah. And they'll run across a vein of... It's expensive. Well, they'll run across a vein of silver or gold or something like that. And then they'll mine that out and destroy all the fossils they were looking for. Yeah. Priorities. Yeah. It's the people's priorities. Exactly. Uh, to suppose that anonymous tricksters have somehow penetrated to such depths, <laughs> inserting their handiwork in solid seams of rock and coal without leaving a trace, and, having done this... They're for the long con. Yeah. Arranged to have precisely the right piece of material broken open in the presence of an appropriate witnesses by mining equipment or someone's hammer, to suppose all of this strains belief. To suppose... That such a complex scenario has been performed numerous times by tricksters who remain anonymous and who therefore fail to enjoy the full embarrassment of those they have gone to such pains to embarrass stretches credulity quite as much as the anomalies themselves. No, these are some hardcore trolls, man. <laughs> well, first thing they had to do is they had the thing made and go through all the trouble of embedding it into the coal and then dig out the shaft of dirt and put it down there and bury it back real carefully and wait 20 years for the ground to settle. 200 years? No, no, no. We'll say 20. Then they had to buy a mining company <laughs> and set up an operation there and, and find the right worker and make sure that he's never alone and assign him to that just that spot and then be on site when he cracks up so he can go, ha ha! <laughs> and then say, so worth it. <laughs> Use the same look on your face. Best long con ever. We found that silver dollar embedded in that piece of coal. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, there are the reporters and shit. It was so funny. <laughs> all, those, all those college guys over there. That was great. I can't, you should have seen your face. They're trying to explain to him how you found that cell phone in that rock. It's funny. <laughs> all right, so cue, I don't know, space-bound anomalous long con music. some metal news times two times two these are two stories about uh, Judas Priest considering they were in concert and then had to cancel it for what I'm about to talk about spoilers Judas Priest's Richie Faulkner thanks to his cardiothoracic surgeon for saving his life so uh, late last month Judas Priest guitarist Richie Faulkner underwent extensive heart surgery it was a 10 hour surgery which is written in here too could you imagine? Because he... Su- that kind of a surgery? Yeah. 10 hours? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to know. 
No, I'm talking about the guy's doing the surgery. Oh, God, yeah. And not only is he doing a very delicate surgery yeah. for a long time, got high stress to begin with. Oh, God, yeah. He's also doing it on a celebrity. Yeah. So if you fuck it up, you won't know. Yeah. Faulkner suffered an aortic... Oh, the guy killed the guy from Judas Priest. Yeah. I didn't kill him. Faulkner suffered an aortic aneurysm on stage at Louder Than Life on September 26th and was rushed to the U of L Health Rudd Heart and Lung Center for a 10-plus-hour operation. Faulkner recounted the horrifying experience earlier this week, saying his aortic artery ruptured midway through painkiller, his painkiller solo. We wish Faulkner all the best. Uh, with his health and a peaceful recovery at home. Today, he made his first public appearance. A new video from a local outlet, WHAS11, shows Faulkner on a video link with them and cardiothoracic surgeon Dr. Siddharth Pawa, who Faulkner credited with saving his life. I became a bit lightheaded. It didn't go away. I've never fainted before. I've never passed out. Never blew a blood vessel before. But I knew that this felt like I was going to pass out in a minute. Luckily, it was about halfway into the song, he continued, so obviously I had to finish the song. Luckily, it was halfway into the song. If I had known how important it was, hey, maybe... Hey, I, hey, that would have been me in that position? That would have been at the end of the song. No matter what, where, how far into the song we yeah. are. That would have been at the end of the song. If I had, boom, boom, if I had, <laughs> if I had known how important it was, maybe I would have got off there a bit quicker. But I think that's the whole point for me. I had no idea whatsoever it was. Thankfully, this happened during the last song of the band's 50-minute set. Just screaming to the mic, and that's it. <laughs> Good night, Cleveland. The whole band's like. Luckily, it was a short. Going to the doctor now. Luckily, it was a short set, and we would have come off stage anyways. Otherwise, I don't know if I would have come off stage. As soon as Faulkner got off stage, he experienced a sharp pain. That's when it exploded. Ah. The more I read about it, the more astonishing it is to me to think that I even made it to the hospital. The amount of time when I actually yeah. go to when I go to the pain, when I got the pain, and when I turn up to the hospital, and when we were actually operating, was quite a bit of time. The more I read about it, the more unbelievable that amount of time. I don't know how I'm still around today. Faulkner encouraged fans to get checked out to prevent to prevent to prevent this Bevort, sort of Bevort, thing Bevort. from happening. Listen, I'm 41 with no history. Oh, he's the youngest guy in the band. He's younger than most of their fans. <laughs> younger than me. Uh, you say much. Wait, seven <laughs> years. You could be the same. Go and get checked. Get in front of it. If there's anything like that, if there's not, great. Take it from me. Just go and get yourself checked out. As for when he expects to play with Priest again, uh, get better first. Don't rush. And then we'll go back to seeing uh, when we can get back out there and play some Priest. But at the moment, it's focusing on getting ready, getting better getting my energy and strength back. Yeah. And at some point, I'll pick up the guitar again and see if I can knock out some riffs. Faulkner then spoke to Dr. Pawa. He's like, when are you going to get back on tour again? Last thing on my mind. Next question. <laughs> Hell freezes over in about a month, so we'll think about sometime after that. Then Faulkner spoke to Dr. Pawa directly and saying, you saved my life. My little girl saw me come home, and that just means everything. So thank you from the bottom of what there is of my heart. <laughs> There's really nothing more to say than that, really. And you can watch some of the thing below, which I'm not going to do. So that's what that's pretty wild. Dude has his heart literally explode. Very reminiscent of the Kevin Smith story. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Except at his Widowmaker, just as he's just coming off stage. Yeah, but he was feeling like crap on stage. Yeah, he even said so. This guy's just like I felt a little lightheaded. Then I walked off stage and I felt a sharp pain in my chest. And my chest exploded because my heart blew up. So that's pretty crazy. And then I read about it in the next day's paper. Yeah. So the next one is I was the closest one on the scene, and I have no clue what happened. Yes, yeah. I don't even know what went on. The next Judas Priest is Rob Halford reveals he's recovering or recovered from prostate cancer. Ouch. I know, right? Wow. Not safe to be a member of Judas Priest these days. <laughs> Their old bodies are revolting against them. Drummers back there. I quit. <laughs> I spontaneously explode. <laughs> the metal god will not be stopped by cancer. Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford revealed that during the COVID-19 pandemic, he was dealing with a prostate cancer diagnosis. Wow, you people are dealing with that COVID thing. I had real problems. Yeah. Halford revealed the consequence. Another uh, page I've gotten some news off of. I had my little cancer battle a year ago, which I got through, and that's in remission now. Thank God. My little cancer battle. I know, right? That happened while we were all locked down, so things happen for a reason. As far as time sequences of events. Yeah, didn't take anything out of my tour schedule. We weren't touring anyway. Very convenient. Yeah. I have nothing but gratitude. You're really kind of twisting it to get a bright side there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was cancer, but it was during COVID, so it's fine. Yeah. I have nothing but gratitude to, to Everybody be, was in the hospital at that point. Yeah. To be at this point in my life still doing what I love the most. Halford was diagnosed in the spring of 2020 and underwent a prostatectomy. Prostatectomy on July 5th of 2020. Earlier this year, more cancer cells were found around his prostate, leading to Halford getting radiation treatment, well, he won't lose his hair, in April and May of this year. After getting all, the all clear in June, a tumor was found on his appendix, Lord. leading to an appendectomy, which you don't need. So he goes, Halford coming, it's been a draining year. <laughs> I can't deny it, but I'm delighted to have come through it. I feel like I've had the most really thorough positive spin on this. <laughs> I feel like I've had the most thorough MOT that a metal god can have. Yeah. All the best to Halford as well as guitarist Richie Faulkner, who's recovering from an aortic aneurysm, as reported just a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. And the rest of the members of the band are going like check up. You want to check up? Yeah. yeah. We're, check we're, up. Going to, we're, we're gonna go to the doctor. Well, carpool. Yeah. Show up at the hospital. Who is it you want to see? All of them. Shit's happening. We need yes. To, we need to see. I need every checkup. Uh, which doctor are you here to see? Yes. I need, I need everything checked up and just in case change your well. <laughs> yeah, well. We'll just go through dialysis too while we're at it. And check the car too. Yeah. We got to ride back in that thing. So there you go. Some heavy metal, heavy news from heavy metal God and his young guitarist in Judas Priest. Wow. Holy crap. Talk Man. about an unlucky band to be a part of right now. Mm. Or really lucky, I guess. Well, the way Halford was, it was like, oh, it's... Oh, it's okay. It's all fine. It's like, it like a step away from going like, oh, I needed something to do anyway. Was, I was bored, we so I gave locked. myself cancer. We're all locked down. It, just, it really gave me something to do and pass the time with. It was nice. <laughs> For what it was. Yeah. It yeah. could have been much worse. Yeah, it could have been worse. I mean, I could have had aorta corruption, like, you know, my guitar. <laughs> Holy shit, man. 
I could have exploded on stage <laughs> like the guitarist did. I could have gone backstage and had my chest blow up. Oh, my God. Fucking A. I just had a bunch of invasive procedures, radiation, and something removed. Yeah. But at least he couldn't lose his hair. Now, he does have a, a facial hair. He could have lost that. So? Yeah. Grow back. Yeah. But he's bald as a few all, so. Well, he's been that way for years. Yeah. He was losing his hair back in the 80s. Yeah. And it was thin even then. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, cue... Thank God I'm not in Judas Priest music. All right, and there you have it. Another episode of Achieving Reality Podcast done and done. I hope you really enjoyed what we were talking about. I told you that metal news was pretty interesting. Uh, I didn't actually get to see Code Orange. They came on before we got there. We went to go eat. But uh, Fever 333, Slipknot, and Killswitch Engage, of course, were all great at that concert. So I wish I had got to see him, but oh well. <laughs> all right, so for Christmas and parentheses and everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying, um, happy Thanksgiving because I'm not skipping to Christmas yet. See ya. Mr. Zeox Blade. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. This is your first time listening, then. Hey, how's it going? You're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us. I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot, and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. you are. Never mind. This is not nine, it's eight. Because the recorder starts with zero, not one. Alright, now we're back on topic. What do we got going on? Well, I just lost internet.
Let's see if that book's still online. Book book. Mysteries of the Unexplained. Oh. Well, hold on a second. Good thing we got a backup, huh? I've still got the stuff here. It was already loaded, ready to go, so. You're gonna try to scroll down the page to automatically refresh and then it's gonna be nothing and we're gonna get halfway through the bit. No. This is gonna be you young son of a bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey Chris! Hey! <coughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> Well, that wasn't me, that was you. They, they're, not, they're not allowed to put the cocaine in it. No, but that didn't really add a flavor. I still use it. But it's just had the cocaine taken out. Yeah. They still use the leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the cocaine is a is a leaf process. It's You have to process them first. Yeah, but they, they process the leaves to take out those... those yeah, yeah, the, those, those additives. So, yeah. those, so they, yeah. even when they get a hold of the leaves, they can't make cocaine out of it. Right, right. But they still use the leaves. And they're the only people who are allowed to report them. Yep. Just like um, Budweiser has pretty much... All the beechwood. No other company can use beechwood to age their anything, including whiskeys and all that. Can't. They age their beer on beechwood. That's why they they beechwood age. Duh. But yeah, I'm saying if somebody got a hold of some beechwood, they could do they could do what they want with it. Well, yeah, but that's a private company. Uh, if if naughty if Ironmonger Brewing ordered a thing of beechwood. They they had Budweiser is told, so if they order like Beechwood staves or chips or whatever, Budweiser is told that a brewery ordered Beechwood, and then they send you a cease and desist order. We're making salmon, <laughs> Beechwood plank salmon. Yeah, I don't know if that would taste good. Hey, Chris. I don't know what Beechwood tastes like anyway. I mean, Budweiser apparently. So, piss. <laughs> 